0: Welcome to The Blaze, this is episode 202, I'm your host, Alejandro Oveva. Thank you for pushing play to another Blazing Week, but before I get started, I just want to say, Happy New Year, and I... What a great new year we had. Um, and everything that you guys have done for us throughout 2022, I just want to say continue to do it for 2023. We're going a lot harder. We're going a lot better. We're going a lot smarter. And I just hope you guys are ready for the journey that we have in store for you guys. Um, like I said, we wish you all a happy new year. And uh, let's just get things started this week. You know, we're, we're now on a fresh slate. And I could not, I couldn't get more ready for this podcast, for this first podcast of the year. I mean, it, it, it showed so much the last few weeks, uh, the support that you guys had for episode 200, and then also Blaze Talks episode uh, number eight. Uh, and I, I just urge you guys to continue to, to uh, blow that uh, Blaze Talks up, get those numbers up for that uh, episode. But, you know, we celebrated a lot this past this past month and now coming into this new year you know celebrating new years is always one of my favorite holidays to celebrate um something really just got into me this year wanted to really you know make make it a, a memorable year so this this year we just stayed home spent spent my time with my wife with my brother with uh, his kids my my godson and my nephew uh we ended up Celebrating the new year by playing games, uh, board games at that. We, you know, we counted down uh, and toasted with some apple cider. Uh, I'm just excited, you know, for this big push towards uh, 2023. Um, We made so many strides last year that I'm just excited for this new year. As, you know, it just comes so much quicker nowadays. And now that we're moving into 2023, uh, we have a lot more work that needs to be done. You know, 2022 has taught me how to be disciplined, um, how to find your happiness, also how to believe in yourself. And 2023, I just want to get rid of my fears. I just, I just hope. You know, you guys are all here for this journey. It's going to be a blazing year. Every year that we we, we do this, we it, it's another uh, different type of year. I feel like we're, we're growing as a person and we're also growing as a podcast. But uh, this is going to be a great, great journey. And this year's, you know, my resolutions this year is to do my best, really to stay away from soda, uh, stay away from caffeine, uh, to eat better, and, and and I mean eat better meaning eat on a on a, on a better schedule um i wanna stay more involved in you know my the the podcast social media platforms, and I also just wanna do my part this year uh by giving back some way somehow um that's something that i i wanna take uh a lot more focus on this year um as well as still focus on you know my mental health my physical health, and just the health that I have with my relationships with my family and friends. Um, but these are things I really want to make my New Year's resolutions. You know, I have been putting in tons of work with my workouts and stuff like that, like the last half the half, half a year now. And I, I feel like, you know, that that's just something now part of me. Uh, so I don't really think of those as resolutions now. I just think I want to continue to challenge myself. You know, with staying disciplined and and start doing more um, activities that are active. Um, my goal this year is just to tr- transform this podcast to something full time, and uh, to get our newly formed business, uh, which is called No Fam Creations, to have a big jump off in 2023. You know, we're we're just so excited for the challenges this year has in store for us, and I'm just hoping you guys stay tuned. Uh, Throughout the new year, Uh, but I want to continue and urge you all to be safe on these roads right now, especially after the storm that we had uh, on New Year's, New Year's Eve, you know, these last couple of weeks have reached some high water levels, which levees in Northern California started to fail. And, and this led to many areas in Sacramento region to evacuate during these flash floods. So, I know people are anxious to be on the road during the holidays and, you know, to get back to work or uh, whatnot. I, I just think you guys need to be safe and be smart. Um, I know that flooding hit in, in uh, Northern California around the Elk Grove area. Um, these levees, you know, haven't seen so, this much action in a long time, so... It's kind of crazy when you see you know you're you're in a drought for four or five years and then all of a sudden you get some record amount of rain and and, and that rain uh, just doesn't have anywhere to go but um, stacked into these rivers or these or these uh, levees which are in dire need of repair. Uh, which I think they, I believe they also scheduled repairs for the next like 30 years on these levees because uh, the the infrastructure is just really old, outdated. And, and just when you have a drought, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of things may happen. A lot of, a lot of leaks may be there. A lot of cracks. You never know uh, what, what that sun could uh, wear and tear on, on the infrastructure. So I just think, you guys need to be safe. Uh, just know where you guys are going. Just make sure you guys have a purpose of going somewhere if you're out and about during this weather. Because it's been crazy. I, I've been seeing, flood. I mean, my own streets have been flooded. My own backyard was flooded. Um, and seeing that Northern California is already uh, putting out, you know, a state of emergency for flash flooding. And also just uh, the weather type Around that area, like I know in Santa Clara and San Jose right now, um, they had a. They're they're looking for a lot of these creek areas where uh water, you know, the water spills through, and they're hoping that a lot of the people that have encampments or you know the homeless people that surround those areas are ev- evacuated, because uh, this is definitely a situation that I think California needs to really recognize to get this water water that is being uh, really rained on us and, and, and to collect it in a smart way cuz uh we've been in a drought for 5 years and we, now we're getting record amount of rain and all that rain is going to be doing is going down to the ocean this is a good way we could collect rain for you know our farmers and uh, definitely for you know, situations like the drought that we've been in for the last five years. So I just want you to remain safe. And I also just want you to just, uh, recognize some things that you need to change in 2023. I mean, it's going to be a long year. It it, it definitely, uh, started off in a great way, but you know, it has its uh, turns. It has its spins and you just got to go with the flow and just try to, uh, Make way! Uh, I, I know staying positive is hard during, uh, you know, this time uh, things are tough. But at the same time, you you can choose your own uh, perception. You can choose your own destiny. I just hope that you guys remain positive and you guys remain safe. So make sure you guys uh, stay tuned for the rest of the podcast. And this week I was able to watch a lot of different shows and a lot of different movies. But I definitely wanted to talk about um, Boy Meets World one more time. We just ended. Uh, season seven, and just the closure of this uh series was amazing. Uh, this was a show that remin- I reminisce with so much that I could remember the feeling I had when I watched these episodes as a kid. I remember all the times that we would uh wait on Fridays, uh, TGIF Fridays, and we would wait. Uh, for Boy Meets World to come on just because we need to know exactly what was going to happen with uh, Corey Matthews and Topanga Lawrence. I mean, these two characters are definitely two iconic characters that I have always grown to love. And still, when I watch this, uh, see the, the last seasons of Boy Meets World, it, it reminds me of why I love this uh, show so much. I mean, it just... I reminisced about my childhood, I just reminisced with, about my family, about my brother and my sister, and just some of the things that we did uh, during that time uh, to really be fans of this show. Um, something about, you know, having a childhood actor and you growing up with him and and, and seeing where he's growing uh, to be uh, really it's something that you, you you really have a relationship with that actor, and th- this is something that I've I've it it was amazing the the way that I was able to get through this whole se- uh, series uh, because I was also g- going in tandem with the podcast, which hand in hand it, it goes so well together. And I, I just urge you guys if you guys uh, want a good show to watch. Uh, make sure you guys check out Boy Meets World. I mean, it's so underrated. I think people just really dismiss it because it, it is a Disney um, show, but I think it has so many different aspects of life to it, so many layers that you have to really uncover and uh, unfold, and just it takes you on a, on a, on a journey. I mean, it, it really shows you how to find your identity as a person and, you know, Corey Matthews was me. I felt like when when we were kids, you know, uh, selfish boy, selfish man, and then having to really find himself uh, within his relationships. I think that's something that everybody can learn from. Uh, so make sure you guys check out. You know, Boy Meets World. I know this 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 season made me feel my age. I I turned thirty five, and then I finished this, this this whole uh this whole season. Oh, seven in like, it had to be a week. So I, I've been real busy just watching this show. Uh, and I think everybody should take a chance on Boy Meets World, even if it's a Disney, uh, you know, uh, show. But I want to see what you guys have been watching. So make sure you guys hit up the podcast. But I've been listening to a lot of different music too. Uh, but I, I, I really forgot an album uh, last month that I really shouldn't have put on the back burner. I mean, it's been crazy the the amount of uh, success these MCs, the four of the best MCs, I think, in California, especially uh, making making a name for themselves still today. Um, but even though I listened to a bunch of holiday music, you know, it's time to get back to listening to that new new. So I finally got my ear to that new Mount Westmore album. And if you don't know Mount Westmore, it's made up of like I said four of California's MCs, Snoop Dogg, Too Short, Ice Cube, and E-40. Uh this collaboration is something special as they advocate for the West Coast sound in the hip hop industry. Uh this is a dream team of hip hop artists for the West Coast and it 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 shows what it looks what it could have looked like if history Uh, of North Cal and uh, Southern Cal uh, hip-hop collided. I mean, during, you know, when I was in the early 2000s, Bay Area, like, Too Short and E-40 were considered um, underground. I mean, even though they had hits, even though they had sales, uh, they had the track lists, uh, they still were considered subpar to, I think, you know, Southern California rap, uh, such as Snoop Dogg and and Ice Cube, I. And that's only some opinions. That's not my opinion. My opinion, you know, they're equal. I've always loved uh, Southern rap and also loved uh, Northern rap. But one thing for sure is that they never had collaborated this way. And seeing that Snoop Dogg, E Forty, Too Short, and Ice Cube came together to make uh, this possible is already, history has already been made, um, although, although, you know, all four are superstars on their own, this group has really made some noise, um, really advocating, like I said, for that West Coast sound, um, and if you're a West Coast style hip-hop fan, make sure to check out Mount Westmore, uh, my favorite songs off the album are Big Subwoofer, Free Game, and Have a Nice Day, uh, make sure to check out, you know, these West Coast legends. I believe they're going to start having a tour come out as well. Which, you know, if you're active in that scene, uh, going to concerts and stuff, and this is something that I think everybody is going to gravitate towards. I mean, this whole album had a little bit of everybody. Like Snoop Dogg had his sound in there. uh Ice Cube had his sound, Too Short. And then E40. And then they, then they uh, collaborated with those beats. So every beat is a little different uh it just had a good feeling to it throughout the whole album i i think it's a front to back so let me know what you guys think about uh the new mount westmore album you know uh a lot of people have been giving me mixed reviews, uh, but definitely you you got to listen to it for yourself to really have a, a great perception on it. So make sure you let me know, uh, hit up the podcast, and also let me know what you got to listen to this week. And this week, I just want to remind you of some new laws in 2023. You know, they're they're just passed uh, and now in effect. So I would like to just remind you of some of the new laws that have passed, uh, just the minimum wage Increase. Uh, California workers are now getting a pay raise and new rights regarding wages in two thousand twenty-three. Uh, the increase will now put minimum wage workers at fifteen fifty an hour. Man, that's that's so crazy. You know, to think you know you've been working for fifteen years, and I mean, I would have dreamt, I would have never dreamed that uh, the minimum wage would have been at fifteen fifty an hour, but. Um, Also, employees now have the right to know uh, the pay rate for their current job and also open job postings. And this is a huge California uh, bill as it's um, SB 1162, which is called the wage transparency law, which requires businesses with 15 or more employees to include information about salary ranges for all job postings. Companies with 100 or more employees are now required to submit pay data and wage history to the state by May of each year, or face, you know, violation and penalties. Uh, but some other ones this uh, that have this passed is SB. 1044, which is the state of emergency law. Um, And this prohibits an employer in an event of emergency uh, from retaliating or disciplining an employee who refuses to report to work or leaves the workplace because they have a reasonable belief that the work area is unsafe. Um, Employees are prohibited from taking a worker's cell phone, mobile device, or preventing them from seeking any help the law defines emergency as natural disaster or a criminal act um and i also looked it up and said that uh a pandemic is not listed as an eligible emergency through this uh through this law but i think that's a, that's a good law because you know you see a lot of uh a lot of this gun gun violence in stores or even people harassing the workers or getting in their faces throwing objects. It doesn't matter. It, it, I, I feel like if you're in danger and you feel like your, your, uh, your health is in danger, then you definitely need to be able to, uh, exit that situation. Uh, so that's a great law. And then we have AB 2147, which is the jaywalking law. Um, I think it's silly that, you know, they they have to have a jaywalking law now, uh, but it's making it legal to jaywalk across the street. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I think it's silly, but it's, but it was illegal. You know, cops could really cite you for walking across the street, but now it is illegal for law enforcement to stop and cite a person for jaywalking unless the person crosses the street unsafely. And I say unsafely, like you got to put those quotations under unsafely because, Who could really uh, describe unsafely, and it would only be in the cop's uh, description. So, I don't know. I I think that's a really iffy uh, law. Uh, But then I want to talk about AB-1287, which is the pink tax, uh, which aims to eliminate the so-called pink tax, which is a retail practice that charges women more than men for razors, deodorant, and other similar items. You know, this law will now find stores up to $10,000 for violations. And this is a big thing because, you know, when me and my wife go uh, to Walmart, we go buy her, you know, toiletries and stuff, she often has to pick up men razors or often use my razors because they are cheaper than women's razors. And oftentimes she says they're a lot better than... Women razors. So, to me, I think this is a crazy, crazy uh, thing that um, these businesses practice. You know, uh, I know not too long ago they also had a, a similar thing for um, toys at, at toy stores where they had to now not now it had to be a, like a uni based um, toy section or something like that. But or they had to offer um, like I mean. Toys like boy and girl uh, toys, as well as, you know, only strictly boy and girl toys. I I think it's so weird that, you know, we also have to worry about a a retail practice like this that charges women more than men for just literally essentials. Uh, But another law that that voters approved on was uh, the flavored tobacco uh, law, which... Uh, voters approved the implementation of a two-year-old law that bans the sale of flavored tobacco products. And, and I mean, a two-year-old, it, it should have been in fact two years ago, but they voted on it again to implement and and find the actual date. And they found that to be uh, January 1st. So uh, now California prohibits the sale of menthol flavored cigarettes as well as vape flavored tobacco for vape pens because supporters of this new law say that flavors target teenagers uh which in a way you could see uh that it does but i think if they could package it right and they could uh, distinctly say it's you know a a different type of uh flavor rather than a, a fruit flavor i think uh, they could get around it, but I, I'm not too sure exactly how this works. Uh, but it definitely, it definitely puts a, a a a stink on some of these smoke shops, which rely heavily on vape cartridges and vape uh, nicotine. Um, I think there's a lot of smoke shops that are just for that alone. So I don't know how that's going to really disrupt the industry, uh, especially when it comes to these entrepreneurs that rely on these types of, uh, retail, um, exchanges, you know, that like people buy these at a high rate, I think, especially when it comes to the flavored tobacco. I mean, you know, they got the blunt wraps and whatnot. So, uh, it's a crazy thing to see that now there's going to be a ban on menthol flavored cigarettes as well as flavored tobacco. Uh, but now we also have prop 24, Uh, This is one that I was kind of amazed that we didn't, I mean, you don't really think about uh, something like Prop 24, which is consumer privacy rights. Um, And this is the Privacy Act's right, or, or the Consumer Privacy Rights Act, which was approved two years ago which gave consumers the right to know, delete, or opt out of the sale of their personal information. Um, these new provisions take effect uh, now in 2023 that allow consumers and employees to ask businesses to disclose the personal information they have collected on them and Also, delete or correct that information. Employees may also ask a company not to sell or share their personal information and have the right to know what personal information their employer is selling or sharing about them and whom they're sharing it with. Consumers and employees can also direct businesses to limit the use of sensitive personal information such as social security numbers, financial account information, and geolocation data or generic Data and to me this was a, a interesting one because of uh, it says that employees may also ask a company not to sell so it's kind of weird that you know their own their own uh, business was selling uh, you know their personal information and I think this is a big thing uh, coming into the new age with technology and such um, especially as right now I think there's the highest number of online sales. So you gotta you gotta really be careful with uh sharing your information who's uh getting that information. Uh, but let's talk about the other law, the A B two two nine four, which now allows officers to keep in custody individuals convicted of theft from a store in the past six months if they are successful suspected of an organized retail theft and this law was established um, to really because of the rise of um, you know just the retail theft that really hit california hard this past summer this past year um i think it's a great thing that they're really cracking down on this and making sure uh to keep you know our our stores open i think that's important especially in california because um small businesses such as, uh, mom and pops or, or just, you know, entrepreneur ventures. Uh, those are the leading, uh, people in our, um, uh, economy and we need to take care of them. So I think this is a great thing uh, that California is passing. You know, there's a lot of different, um, other, laws that have got my attention, but the one that really, I really wanted to talk about was AB 2799, which is the rap act. And this is insane because California is now the first state to limit the use of rap lyrics as evidence in criminal trials, as researchers found more bias towards uh Latino and black rap artists, uh, but not white country music artists. I mean, this is a big thing, especially, um, with a lot of uh, hip hop artists nowadays using their lyrics, using things that they uh, create to really, um, I, I, I would, I would say, use it as therapy in a way to let it out. Um, but at the same time, I, I think it's scary to know that someone could talk about it and and it, and it not be a problem you know so i'm 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 hoping that there might be a little bit of boundary to this but we got to we got to make sure that we uh protect our first uh our right to uh, speech you know a, a right to really uh, create and 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 say what you want to say uh but at the same time i think knowing that someone could talk about it and 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 be about it i don't know it, it just this one is just a weird one to me Uh, I just hope that in the right circumstance, they may be able to use it, but if not, you know, don't, don't hold it against somebody. Uh, but these are just laws. Some of the laws that I thought were pretty interesting. There is a lot more important laws. I think we have to look about, uh, there's abortion laws. There's definitely other, um, traffic laws that are in effect. so make sure you guys stay up to date what's going on in our state as these laws are being passed without i feel like uh, us knowing us knowing it and this week i just want to urge you guys to go to art hop uh it's the first thursday of the month and you know what i think i might be out there to go check it out this week i'll be able to do it uh seeing the local scene and seeing what we have to offer is awesome and to support it is even more awesome so I hope to see you guys out there I know there's a lot of events but uh I have none in my mind that right now that I'm going to be attending, but I'm just going to be uh, checking out, see where everybody's going to be going and seeing what, what uh, art hop has to offer, especially the first of the year. I mean, there's going to be a lot of vendors, a lot of food out there. I know a lot of music, uh, but seeing those events and seeing that people are supporting that local scene. That's exactly what I, what I want to be doing this week. So make sure you guys check out art hop as this is the first art hop of the year. And this week, I wanted to support a local artist, you know, and this local artist has been on my radar for a while, Uh, just followed him actually on Facebook, Uh, but I got to listen to his latest project called Let's Drive to Chicago, and If There's a Storm, and both of these projects are EPs, both five songs long, real easy to listen to, but Mass reminds me of a mixture of Russ, Logic, and Mac Miller. His beats are really what I gravitate towards. I really like that real uh, futuristic sound uh, that he he produces. But I think these EPs have some good moments. I just think, you know, when it comes to EPs, I think people really need to choose maybe like one or two great songs. Uh, But this one, I just felt like it was kind of, Put together kind of weird. So, I think if you would have put both these EPs into one, I think it would have had more of my uh, attention. It's just hard when you have one project uh, and then you got to listen to the next project. Um, If it was just one continuous play, I think I would have had a little bit more um, invested into this, into the the both projects. But uh, if you like local music, make sure you check out Mass. Uh, like I said, I think these EPs have great moments in them. Uh, my favorite songs of these two EPs, first, Let's Drive to Chicago, are Pieces of November and Spiders. And then off, If, if There's a Storm uh, EP, I like the song Time and Filthy. So make sure to support your local artists by streaming their product uh, projects and share them with your friends. Uh, take a listen to Mass, and let me know what you think about his two EPs that were released this last month. Uh, I mean, I think when it comes to local artists, I think uh, Mass uh, could potentially get up there with his beats, and then also hopefully uh, see some live concerts. I mean, I want to see more from him, and I also want to uh, I also want to hear a little bit more of a, a West Coast style from uh, you know just the uh, West Coast artist. I mean, uh, he has a lot to offer, so make sure you guys check him out uh, and let me know what you guys think about his two EPs. Now let's talk about our Fresno State men's basketball team, who is 6-8 this week. Uh, the Dogs had a great week, but they started the week off with the loss versus Utah State. Uh, they lost 54-67, to 67, uh, but the Dons were led by number one, Jamar Baker, who had 20 points, three steals, and was able to get a couple of rebounds. Uh, but then the dogs took on uh, the number 21 team in college basketball. And that was against New Mexico. Which was the only undefeated team in college basketball, and the Fresno State beat them sixty-seven to seventy-one in a close, close game. The Dogs were led by Isaiah Moore, who had sixteen points and eight rebounds. But along with him, there was four other Bulldogs that were double double figures. Uh, the Dogs shot the ball very well uh, at a at a big fifty percent. Uh, they shot the the three point okay. They they, they needed to get a little bit more. Uh, three-pointers up, I believe, uh, and they were only 33% from the from the field from the three-point line. Um, the one thing that I think the dogs uh, need to remain uh, doing is getting better at their fast break uh, points. They need to be always on that break, ready to score. Uh, But the dogs have some big games in the upcoming weeks, as this week they'll be taking on Colorado State on Saturday on the road, and then also against San Jose State on the road. So make sure you guys tune in to the Blaze Podcast for more on your Fresno State men's basketball team. Now let's talk about our women's Fresno State basketball team, as their record remains seven and eight this week. And this week they were on the losing end for both of their matchups. Uh for their first matchup, they ended up playing Colorado State and they lost Colorado State 58 to 64. The Dogs were led by Amaya West, uh, where she scored 12 points and brought down nine rebounds. And then the Dogs on their second game of the week, they lost to Wyoming 72 to 77. I mean, even in a close match matchup, the Dogs still couldn't come away with the win on the road as they were led by Yanina Tororova, who scored 21 points and grabbed four rebounds. Uh, the Dogs will be in action this week, tonight versus UNLV at the St. Mark Center, and then Saturday, January 7th versus San Jose State, and then on Wednesday, Uh, versus San Diego State. So they'll be having a three-game homestand. So make sure you guys support your women's Fresno State basketball team. Now let's talk about our Fresno State baseball team as the baseball program will be now under interim head coach Ryan Overland, which Coach Batesel ended up announcing his retirement for the 2023 season. But the schedule for our 2023 season was announced and the Diamond Dogs will get Their 54-game regular season schedule underway February 17th at the MLB 4 tournament in Scottsdale, Arizona, which will include a field of Tennessee, Arizona, Michigan, UC San Diego, Grand Canyon, and Michigan State. Uh, But that complete schedule for that tournament is is expected to be announced soon. Uh, Fresno State will host 30 games against 13 different teams this spring. Also, will play 21 road games against 11 different opponents with th- three neutral sites, and that's going to be starting, like I said, with that with that first tournament. But the Dogs will welcome Mount West Foes, Nevada, New Mexico, San Diego State, San Jose State, and UNLV, and then of course they'll be also playing those teams on the road. Uh, but after opening the season away from Fresno for the first time since 2014, the Dogs will return home to host the Nebraska Omaha in a four-game series on February 23rd through 26th, and then that will close out the month of February uh, after hosting San Francisco. So the Dogs have a lot of big games this year as the Mountain West Tournament also will return to Fresno for the first time since 2013, and the Dogs are looking to capture their first tournament title since 2019, and Fresno State will be bringing back 18 returners this spring while adding 18 newcomers. I mean, the Dogs will be playing some big games here in Fresno, but also will be playing you know, uh, some on-the-road games that are, are going to be huge as well. So I'm excited for the Fresno State baseball uh, season to start. I hope to support them a couple or a few games. I know my father-in-law is a huge supporter of the Bulldog Club, so I definitely will be getting his uh, perspective on how the team's going each and every week. So make sure you guys tune in for more on your Fresno State baseball team. Now, let's talk about the NFL. And I got to talk about the Buffalo Bills, DeMar Hamlin, as he collapsed on the field. And this week, you know, the world held their breath as DeMar Hamlin collapsed on that field on Monday Night Football versus the Bengals. This occurred during the game. Uh, Seeing him go through a cardiac arrest after wrapping up Bengals player on a routine tackle. It happened with six minutes left in the fourth quarter. Bengals wide receiver T. Higgins caught a pass and Hamlin then tackled him. But once he stood up, he then collapsed. It was said that Hamlin was in cardiac arrest for about nine minutes. The trainers used an AED uh, to shock Hamlin's heart, and the only reason Hamlin survived was because of the immediate support of the training staff. You know they rushed Hamlin to the hospital, where you saw all the Bengals and Bills players showing unity by hiding uh, by hiding the scenes from the players. You know, I never witnessed anything like this before. I've been a fan of the NFL. I've watched college. I watched high school. I've even played some high school. I've never seen an energy or an injury like this, or even an injury that would postpone a game. Uh, but Hamlin was listed in critical condition, and doctors said that he entered comio cordis, uh, which is a sudden arrhythmia death caused by a low-slash-mild chest wall impact, uh, which also termed sudden death, which is death resulting from a non-penetrating chest impact. Uh, Commodio Cordis is seen, I'm probably saying it wrong, Commodio Cordis is seen uh, mostly in younger athletes of the ages of 8 to 18, mostly in sports that involve projectiles such as baseballs, volleyballs, hockeys, uh, lacrosse. uh, There's other aspects to it, but it is possible to recover from from this. Only immediate action is taking care of the trauma to the chest. Uh, This was a scary sight for all players, coaches, staff, fans. um, Everybody was affected from this incident. Uh, The NFL has yet to make a decision on how to proceed with the Bengals-Bills game and then not made an official decision yet about rescheduling the game or uh, any of that sort. Uh, they did say that the focus should remain on Hamlin's health. Uh, but as we re-approach re- this Sunday, it will be week 18. Uh, so let's talk about some week 18 power rankings. At number five, we got the Eagles this week. Uh, the Eagles... I've been showing their best form um, as this year's team has been setting some franchise records in TDs and in sacks. Devontae Smith is also tied for most receptions in the season. And wide receiver A.J. Brown is just shy of Eagle season team record for yards, which was set in 1983. You know, he tallied up 1,409 yards uh, for that he'll have to tally up 1,409 yards, uh, receiving yards to beat uh, Mike Quick for that uh, record. But Jalen Hurts has missed the last two games due to shoulder injury, and the Eagles have lost the last two games without that QB in the lineup. This week, Hurts was limited at practice, uh, but there is no clear sign the Eagles will start Hurts this week. But the Eagles need to win this week to clinch the NFC East and also keep that number one seed in the conference. At number four, we got the Dallas Cowboys at 12-4. The Dallas Cowboys season had a dim start this season as the Cowboys lost their franchise QB to a thumb injury early in the first game of the season versus Tampa Bay. They went 4-1 under backup QB Cooper Rush as the starter. The Cowboys have only lost twice since the return of Dak, which both games were in overtime. Uh, but the Cowboys have put up great performances against winning teams. And even though they may not win the NFC East, their record still is a strong record and enough to make them a contender in the NFC Conference. Uh, but this is not about season wins. It's about what you do in the playoffs. And to see how far Dak and the boys can go, I mean, it's going to be exciting to see. At number three, you got San Francisco 49ers at 12-4. The Niners were also another team that had a slow start to the season. They started 3-4, and four, struggled against teams like the Atlanta Falcons because they had no real ide- offensive identity. Uh, then in comes Christian McCaffrey, which transformed the Niners' offense and their season. The Niners are currently on a nine-game winning streak as they only have lost one game after acquiring McCaffrey, and that was to the Chiefs. The loss of Debo Samuel, though, in week 14 was a serious, serious uh, loss. I mean, Debo Samuels at one point was the only offense they had uh, in San Francisco. Uh, and that was in week 14 with with the serious concern with an ugly high ankle sprain. But he is cleared and can play Sunday versus the Cardinals. Uh, but most likely will be game, game time decision as Samuel wants to be 100% ready for his comeback. The current nine game winning streak is the longest streak right now by any 49 er era since 1997 and the Niners secured the NFC West title but is looking for a win versus the Cardinals and a loss for the Eagles to become the number one seed in the NFC conference and at number two we got the Buffalo Bills who are 12 and 2 you know and I I, I just I, I it sucks because there's not really much certainty about how that Bills Bengals game will be worked out uh, but the B- the Bills went through rock through this week uh, as they'll be facing off against the Patriots on Sunday. Uh, but with what happened to DeMar Hamlin, everything seems in- insignificant for the Bills right now. NFL's decision to postpone the game was the right decision, though. Uh, Bills look to move forward as planned with week 18. Uh, we're just unsure of the results of which might have implications on AMC North and also the first round by in the conference. Uh, and at number one, we got the Kansas City Chiefs who are 13 and three. The Chiefs have now won their seventh AMC title. Uh, I mean, the Chiefs are now led by Patrick Mahomes, who has passed more than 5,000 uh, 5, yards and is my leading candidate right now for MVP. The Chiefs has probably one of the best offenses in the NFL, uh, but they need more production from their wide receivers as this offense has not peaked. Um, it has all been, you know, tight end Travis Kelsey and also running back Jarek McKinnon, uh, but being Mahomes' main targets in 2022 season, it shows that the loss of Tyreek Hill to the Dolphins show a big gap in the offense in my opinion, so even though the the Chiefs could win their division, I mean this weekend they still have to win because they have that uh, first round bye um, not protected right now. So it's going to be a great week of football as you know the 2022 playoff picture looks insane. I mean, like I said, the Chiefs are uh, they're ahead right now of that uh, AFC spot, but we have some bubble teams on the end of the AMC as uh, the Patriots remain alive for the, um pay- for the playoffs, the Dolphins remain alive and the Steelers remain alive. um, And it's going to be d- depending on the Jaguars and the Titans and who wins that game uh, at the, <laughs> at the end of the season because, or at the end of the week, because they're both eight and eight and they both have a chance to win that division. uh, And that would really uh, solidify who's going to be in that, uh, playoffs in that number four spot, uh, but in the NFC, we got the Eagles, um, the Niners, the Vikings, the Bucks, the Cowboys, and the Giants, and right now, it's uns- unsure right now with the Seahawks, and with the Lions, and the Packers, uh, both on the bubble, which I believe the Packers have the the biggest chance to make the playoffs, even if the, I think the, if the um. Seahawks were to uh, win this week, I still think uh, because of you know uh, the win that the Packers got over the Seahawks, I think uh, that will put them over uh, them in the division. So it'll be crazy to see exactly um, how it's going to end up this weekend. I just know week eighteen, you know, there's not much for fantasy wise or whatever, um, but I think. It means a lot because we, we got so many different matchups still and, and you know, injuries, every, anything could really happen. Uh, but everything starts off this week. Um, on Saturday, it's going to be KC versus uh, or the Chiefs versus the Raiders. And then it's going to be the Titans versus the Jaguars. And then on Sunday, we got the Buccaneers versus the Falcons, Patriots versus the Bills, Vikings versus the Bears, the Ravens versus the Bengals, Texans versus the Colts, the Jets versus the Dolphins, the Panthers versus the Saints, the Browns versus the Steelers, the Giants versus the Eagles, the Cowboys versus the Commanders, the Chargers versus the Broncos, the Rams versus the Seahawks, the Cardinals versus the Niners, the Lions versus Green Bay, and then everything's clear for that week. I mean, it's going to be crazy to see. Uh, exactly, who's gonna who's gonna win in each matchup? But for me, the matchup of the week is definitely gonna have to be that Green Bay Detroit game uh, because I think, like I said, Green Bay could be that team, even though they're they're on the outside looking in. Uh, they have a, a higher chance, I think, of making the playoffs than uh, the Detroit Lions or the Seattle Seahawks. So it's gonna be interesting to see uh, th- this played out for uh, the playoff picture, but I definitely want to just keep you guys informed and and tell you guys the matchups of week 18. So make sure you guys tune in for more on the NFL. Now let's talk about the NBA. And I just want to start off with my Lakers. You know, LeBron goes off for uh, his birthday with 47 points versus the Hawks, beating them 130 to 121. Then the Lakers beat the Hornets 121-115 as LeBron goes off again with another 43 points and 11 rebounds. And last night, the Lakers beat the Heat 109-112 last night without LeBron. Uh, this has been a three-game winning streak for the Lakers as they finish this week in the standings in 12th place in the Western Division. The Lakers will have to be on their A game, though, this week to further the chances to get close to that eight spot in the West. This week, they play versus the Hawks. Uh, at the Kings and then at Nuggets. Uh, The play from the Lakers point guard Dennis Schroeder has also lifted the Lakers, especially shooting the ball well. And he also had a season high of 32 points uh, versus the Heat on Wednesday. I mean, just the addition of some of these players for the Lakers, Austin Reeves, who has been playing well, and also Thomas Bryant, who has been taking that center position and really transforming himself into a big presence down uh, on the block, especially after losing AD out for as long as he's going to be injured. I mean, the Lakers right now are looking pretty pretty good. Uh, if they can continue to see success uh, with the lineup they have and uh, able to be playing a, a smaller lineup, I think they'll be able to see a lot more uh, from Russell Westbrook and also think from uh, Dennis Schroeder, who two of the guards that we have that could potentially uh, be number one scorers without LeBron in the in the lineup or uh, AD in the lineup. So we have a lot of options um, on the Lakers and we're doing well. So we got to continue to play, play hard and also take care of the ball. I think uh, we double <laughs> sometimes the other team's turnovers, So we just got to continue to take care of that ball. But I also want to talk about the Cavs right now as Donovan Mitchell scored 70 points in overtime versus Chicago Bulls. Uh, the Cavs leading men had a masterpiece of a game scored 71 points on 35 shots and putting his name in the record books. I mean, 71 points, I think that's the best since Kobe's 81-point game versus the Raptors, which was on January 26, 2006. Uh, Mitchell has now beat Devin Booker after he scored 70 on the Celtics. Uh, This is one of NBA's greatest performances and a feat not many people can get to accomplish. Mitchell 71 points, uh, game-tied Elja Baylor and David Robinson for the sixth most points ever scored in a game and gave him two more points than MJ has ever scored. Only Kobe Bryant... 81 points, and Wilt Chamberlain with 100 points has more than Donovan Mitchell. Uh, The stat that makes this history even more special is Donovan scored that 71 points with fewer than 35 shots. Donovan Mitchell and the Cavs have been putting together a special season, as he will eventually become an all-star this season, but the league has been missing a team like the Cavs, uh, especially in Cleveland, since uh, Cleveland hasn't been too good since uh, LeBron left. Uh, But seeing now that Donovan Mitchell and the Cavs have been put together this type of season, and like I said, eventually we eventually be in the playoffs, probably contending in the playoffs. And if they can get there, they could, and and stay healthy, they could be a runner for that Eastern Conference. Uh, But the league has been Having their share of their star scoring career highs. Luca had a career high. Donovan uh, Mitchell had his career high. Jason Tatum had a career high. Joel Embiid, Curry, Zion, and AD. Uh, But the league is at its best right now. I feel like with these young superstars, we're looking like it was back in the 90s. uh, Right when Jordan started becoming supreme. So To me, the NBA is what to watch. Um, And, you know, as each week teams start getting better, start getting worse, injuries start happening. um, And that's what's so good about the league right now is like there's not one certain team that is dominating the whole league. Um, But make sure you guys are tuning into the Blaze podcast for more on the NBA season. But I want to thank you for tuning in each and every week. Your guys' support for this independent podcast goes so far. I just want to remind you guys just to share the podcast with someone new, maybe a relative, maybe a friend. Let them know they can depend on this podcast every Thursday. We got new episodes uh, dropping every week. So make sure you guys check uh, for the Blaze Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Anchor Podcasts. Uh, make sure you guys are supporting your local businesses. Make sure you support your local artists. And make sure you support your local podcast. I'm Alejandro Oveda signing off episode 202.